Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Navigators Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week, we discuss faith, family, and the cultural trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join Tyler Robertson as we study God's Word together. Are you a perfectionist? That is the topic for today. Perfectionism. What exactly is it? And am I a perfectionist? That's what we're going to tackle today. And we're going to talk about, we kind of introduced the same idea last week of what is perfectionism? And what do we actually mean when we say that anyway? Like he's a perfectionist. What what does that even mean? Because here's the conundrum that we run into, especially in the Christian faith, is we say, well, don't be a perfectionist, but also live like Jesus. And Jesus, as we know, was what? He was perfect. So this kind of, there's this whole paradox or this conundrum we run into of, okay, we want to be like Jesus and Jesus is perfect, but we don't want to be a perfectionist? You know, how does that work? So what exactly are we talking about here? Well, of course we want to be like Jesus, right? We want to be like Christ. We want to follow in his example. We want to let our minds be in him, which is also in Christ Jesus, right? Or be in us, rather. We want the same mind. We want the same thoughts. We want the same actions. We want all of those same things and follow in his perfect example. Uh, We want to do all of those things. But what do we mean when we actually say perfectionism? Well, I'm talking about, when I say perfectionism, I am talking about a toxic problem with our ideology that we put all the emphasis that it all depends, everything depends on us. All the emphasis is on our performance. It's on our self-worth. It is on what we can do, on our abilities. See where uh, see where it falls short of falling in Christ's example. It's not putting all the emphasis on Him, putting all the emphasis on following in Christ's stead and, and, and coming in and saying, hey, I want to live like Jesus Christ. It's not that. It is literally saying, I want to be something of my own merit. I want to work for this myself. And so that's what perfectionism is. That's what we're talking about. We are we are putting all of the emphasis on our own performance, and we are setting standards for ourselves. And here's the kicker. We're setting standards for ourselves that God never set for us. And this is a mentality that it can affect your mental, physical well-being, okay? And it can leave you restless. And that's why we're talking about it, going through the book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And uh, you can find a copy on our website at tyleraberson.com. You can get a free ebook copy of that if you go to the website, um, or it's on Amazon as well. If you prefer paperback, I, I know I do prefer something I can kind of hold on to and highlight and take pages out and all that good stuff. And uh, so it's on Amazon as well. But we're going through that book, and we're talking about things that make us restless. 
things within our heart that make us restless and things that we run to instead of Jesus Christ for our rest. And this is one of them. It's perfectionism. It is standards that we set for ourselves and we wonder, we wonder why we're so restless. And we put stand these standards on us, and we think we have to talk this way. We got to put this, uh, uh, put this kind of clothing on. We got to do this or do that, and we put ourselves in such a tight box that God never intended for us to live in. By the way, He's already given us a roadmap. He's already given us a guide, and that is His Word. And when we sometimes we stretch the Scripture, sometimes we go what's extra biblical, or go uh, we transgress, or when you transgress against something, it is. You trespass, right? You exceeded a, a certain a certain boundary, and that's exactly what we do sometimes with God's law. Is it's not that just that we fall short of it, but sometimes we transgress. Sometimes we go further than we're supposed to, and uh, we're, or the pendulum has swung all the way to the other end. And now it's more about our performance. It's more about our traditions. It's more about our preferences. And we've seen entire churches uh, be built up on preferences and extra biblical things. And I believe the root of that and the heart of that is perfectionism. And they are trying to earn God's favor when they don't have to earn it at all. Trying to earn God's love when God has already constituted his love for us and stated his love, by the way, in his word. So understand that perfectionism will leave you restless. It really leaves a heart and a person restless when they put themselves in in a box, a chamber, or a prison, if you will, of their own making of perfectionistic ideas and rules. And so we're going to talk about today, are you a perfectionist? We're going to talk about a couple characteristics of a perfectionist, and I want you to just kind of come at these with an open mind and an open heart and see, hey, is there any of these that resonate with me that would cause me in my life to be restless? Number one, we have the huff and puffer. Right? That's a characteristic of the perfectionist. A huff and puffer, what is that, right? You know a huff and puffer. He asks oh, ask somebody to do something that, oh, come on, man. Right? Everything's just huff and puff. Right? If there's one thing, I'm a high school teacher, if there's one thing that I cannot stand, it is huffing. Right? It's whining. Okay? And my kids know, I hate whining. Okay, and sometimes I do a fair share of it myself, and I got to be careful. But I hate wanting, I hate it when people huff and they puff. Well, you know, one characteristic of someone who's a perfectionist is someone who's easily gets mad or annoyed at something, especially when something doesn't go your way. Small things send you blowing your top, especially when plans change. And it doesn't take much, an offhanded comment or a grumpy coworker, to put you into a spiral of despair, a completely ruin your day. Everyday issues are just too much to handle, right? They, they have a devastating effect on your emotional and spiritual well-being. But you see, there's a difference in reacting to inconvenience and responding to it. Perfectionists tend to react to a problem with a self-made plan or brash action. But Scripture teaches us that we ought to have a Holy Spirit response, right? Perfectionists, they often get annoyed at little things because it's not quite so. It's not quite as they intended it to be, right? It's not quite perfect. It's just out of line. Proverbs 14.29 tells us this, He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. 
So the Bible talks very much in other places in James, talking about being slow to wrath, slow to speak. Okay, we ought to not be quick and react to certain things, especially out of a heart of anger. And you know, some of the most restless people that I know are angry people. They're grumpy and they're angry. And sometimes it comes from a perfectionistic idea in their mind that everything has to be perfect. Everything around them, the circumstances have to be perfect. They can't have any resistance whatsoever in whatever task that they're doing. And that is in their mindset. Can't you just see how restless that would be to live that way? So that's one characteristic of a perfectionist. Another one would be the do-it-yourselfer, right? The do-it-yourselfer. This is a characteristic of a perfectionist. You think when you delegate work to others, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. This can come across to your friends or employees as as a micromanager. You have to have your hands on everything because you truly believe it all depends on you. Sometimes this is caused by past mistreatment or unmet expectations of a family member or friend, but either way, you'd rather not chance it. And you know, I, I get that. I get that. Sometimes you hire somebody, they let you down. I get that. Or you were buddy-buddy with somebody, or you went into business with somebody, and that friend let you down. Okay, and so now you don't delegate very much. You don't trust very easily. Well, that's kind of at the heart of a perfectionist, as someone who said, you know what, I'm just going to do it myself. They just don't trust other people easily. They have to micromanage the really small things uh, that's going on around them because they want everything done just right. And if you've ever worked for somebody like that, that's hard. That's got to be difficult uh, to work for somebody who's overseeing. You may have a boss like that. I don't know. That is a what you would call a micromanager. They just have to have kind of their hand in everything, and, and everything has to be just as they want it, right? They're not going to trust you easily. Well, that's a characteristic of a perfectionist, a do-it-yourself or somebody who, you know what? I'm not going to trust other people. I'm just going to go ahead and do it myself. And thirdly, another characteristic of a perfectionist is the eternalist, the eternalist. This one I like. This is what I call eternal syndrome. Everything you put your hand to, you've got to have a lasting or eternal effect. Now, on the outset, this looks like a good quality. Why wouldn't you want to live for eternal things, right? But I believe it becomes harmful when you feel like you always have to be productive. Like there has to be something on the other end that there is a reward, there is fruit for your labor, or otherwise you're not going to do it. It's either, it's either got to make you money or you're not going to do it. It's either got to make a return on investment for you or you're not going to do it. You see things like giving as pointless or you see things as just spending just you know, a couple hours of frivolous time, relaxation, you see that as a waste of time and very, very foolish. And that, you know, I truly believe that that is an unjust weight. It is something that we can very easily fall trapped to of like, we got to go, go, go. We got to be productive. And we talked all about that in the last chapter of, of the book of, of being of productivity and how that makes us restless. Well, sometimes that go, go, go mentality is rooted in our perfectionistic way of thinking that, hey, I've always got to do something of meaning. I've always got to do something that has some type of impact or that's going to have some type of change. And sometimes what happens is we miss the small things right in front of us. We think, well, I've got to be conquering the world. I don't have time to play with my kids right now. 
maybe you see playing with your kids as a waste of time at the moment because you're trying to accomplish big stuff, right? That would be an example of the eternal syndrome. Somebody who's always got to be doing something uh, in their mind of meaning, something that's going to give them a return on investment. When Can I just challenge you? Some of the most productive things that you will do uh, is is spend time with your family. Some of the most productive things that you will do, well, on the onset, they look like small, insignificant things, but those small, insignificant things can turn into very, very huge, significant impact in someone else's life. And that's where a lot of people go wrong because they're focused on themselves. They're focused on, well, I have to be doing something I'm meeting for me, for my self-worth, for this uh, thing that I'm trying to accomplish. And they're not looking at others around them and, and seeing those small tasks, those little acts of giving, those little those little uh, handfuls of time. They're not seeing those things as impactful. So that's what I mean when I say the eternal syndrome. Uh, do you have the eternal syndrome? Do you are you like that? I know I can fall in that in that trap all, very often. So there's the huff and puffer, the person who easily gets mad or annoyed at something, the do-it-yourselfer, somebody who says, you know what, I'm not going to trust anybody, I'm just going to do it myself, that's a sign of perfectionist. There's the eternalist, I have to always do something of meeting, they don't see the small task or any relaxation or leisure or giving, they don't see those things as, as worth anything because they're doing big stuff and they've got to make sure they get a return on their investment, right? Another one would be the absolutist, and this is the ugly cousin of the eternal syndrome of the eternalist. He usually possesses the all or nothing attitude. It's this mindset that she's mean versus she is sometimes mean, right? You're just absolutist. You always jump to the extreme. Maybe you have a habit of labeling people upon your first encounter instance of bad behavior, and you do judge the book by its cover. These people, too, I've noticed they like to play the martyr, right? You know somebody like that? Their favorite role to play is the offended. They love to be the martyr. Well, fine. Then I'm just not going to do anything then. If they're going to treat me this way, I'm just not going to do anything at all for them ever again, right? You see here all the absolutists. I'm not going to do anything at all ever again, right? They're just, they're an absolutist. They just take it to the absolute extreme because in their mind, if they can't do it perfectly, or if they just, you know, if they just fall short, well, fine. We're just going to cut it off completely. That is definitely another sign of a perfectionist. And we're moving right along here. But so they're the absolutist, and then the procrastinator. The procrastinator. Now, this one right here hits a lot of us right in between the eyes. A sign or characteristic of a perfectionist is the procrastinator. Okay. Now, all of us, let's be honest, all of us procrastinate at some level. Okay. At some level, just about all of us procrastinate. Okay. But I'm talking about someone who makes a lifestyle out of procrastination, right? It's the it's the inward kid in us in junior high who would get sick to the stomach at the thought of a science fair. We think things like this, but what am I going to do? What am I going to do for the science fair? Or will Susie's project be better than mine? Oh, I hope everyone doesn't think it's dumb. Right? It's those kind of thoughts. And so you sit at home and what do you do? You work and plan and work and plan and work and plan and work and plan. And you never feel like you're actually done. The perfectionist never gets done with a task. This is where the procrastination part comes in because they never get done. 
they absolutely never get done with. They have they have what other people call analysis paralysis. They analyze something or they work on something and plan something and work on something and plan something so much that they actually don't get anything done. Procrastination on the onset looks like it would be your friend. Right? It looks like it would help you, giving you more time would help you become more perfect or get it up to the standard that you want. But actually, it is hurting you. Right, Procrastination is hurting you because you're not finishing anything. And sometimes you can change things that don't need to be changed. The example would be, uh, one example of that would be this book of Restless, Finding Rest in the Restless World, of writing that book. You know, there had to be a point where I had to stop. Because you could write a book. If you've ever written a book, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You could write and write and write and write and write. And you could never finish or never publish that book, never get it on the shelf, because it's just not quite perfect enough. A perfectionist is a procrastinator. They don't get it done. They have analysis paralysis, and they're so busy analyzing it that they don't make any progress whatsoever. And the last characteristic that we're going to look at, hopefully you've got an idea a little bit of what a perfectionist is. The last one we're going to look at is the people pleaser. The people pleaser. Ooh, this one kind of slaps us right across the head, I think. We all like to think that we are not the product of someone else's ideals. We're strong, independent, People with superpowers that have no need of sidekicks, right? But the truth is we often make many of our decisions solely based upon what someone else thinks of us. We check our outfits to make sure they're the latest trend before a party with our peers. We drop subtle hints about our accolades in hopes that one will respect us. We constantly analyze what someone else might be thinking about us. We've all been there. But these thoughts and Actions make the tried and true recipe for anxiety and fear, let me just tell you. Okay, living this way in your mind and constantly thinking about what other people think of you. Okay, once again, what is a perfectionist? A perfectionist is someone who is setting a standard for themselves that Jesus never set for them. And this kind of mindset will have your head spinning in a whirlwind of insecurity. And before you know it, you will start to feel worthless. That's the truth of the matter. You'll realize that you can't meet everybody else's expectations perfectly. And here's here's the funny thing. I talked to a gentleman the other day. We were talking about this in, in, in ministry. So often we can, and in the Christian life, we can put these standards on ourselves and we think that someone else is imposing those standards on us when really it's just all in our head. Right, We think they're expecting us to be perfect or be way up here. And so we try and try and we stress ourselves out and we resent that person because they set the standard for us. Or maybe they are making us follow a rule or whatever the case may be. And we get mad at this person. But the truth of the matter is we have set that expectation on ourselves. Okay? The truth is you cannot be everyone else's superhero. You ultimately have to get to the place where you don't think about what other people think of you, but you think of what Jesus Christ thinks of you. Because when you get the pure glimpse of what Jesus thinks of you, then you understand what it means to have rest in Him. When you see that He's looking at you and saying, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. When He sees you, He values you, He wants to know you, when you see his love for you, then you don't have to please everybody else. 
What did Paul say in Galatians? He said, for if I yet please men, I should not be a servant of Christ. He realized it is not about pleasing other people. It is all about pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ with our actions, with our thoughts, and with what we do. And that is rooted in what he thinks of us and our position in him. So let's review really quickly. So we've got the huff and puffer. Okay, we know what that is. The do-it-yourselfer, the eternalist. These are characteristics of a perfectionist. The absolutist, someone who takes everything to the extreme. The procrastinator, that's pretty much all of us. Okay, the people pleaser, they're always trying to please somebody else. And then lastly, the last critic, the last characteristic of a perfectionist is the critic. Perfectionism often leads to being highly critical of yourself and other go-getters or other people who are doing things uh, even for good. They have trained their eyes to just see problems and inefficiencies, right? When they see somebody across the room, they think like, do they look better than I do? Am I smarter than they are? Could I take them in a fight? And that's pretty much just us guys, okay? I don't think many ladies think that way, but right? We've, we've done that before. We looked at a guy, hmm, I wonder if I could take him in a fight, right? Another guy comes in real big, big and buff, right? All the ladies are laughing right now because, but yeah, guys actually think this way. Or maybe we say, look what she's wearing, right? Does he know his shirt tail is hanging out, right? We are so prone to see all the problems. Somebody can have an outfit completely nice, nice cut tuxedo, and but if that bow tie is crooked, right, that's the first thing that we're going to look at, right? We, our eyes are oftentimes fixed on the things that are not right. What that does is it holds you back from developing healthy relationships with others. Once again, you can't go, it's hard for a critic, someone who's always being critical, to be in a close relationship with somebody, right? Because we all like to kid around, we all like to joke, but understand when you're always doing that, right, your friends can only go so far in their friendship with you. You're pushing people away by always pointing out their problems and a lot of times when we point out and i've noticed in my own life when i point out other people's problems that's usually just to cover my own right it's this idea that you know it's going to make me look better than them if i point out their issues and a certain sign and a certain sign of a perfectionist is someone who is constantly critical of other people right they they think Everyone's got to fit in their box. Everybody's got to fit by their own standards. And so we see the problems. There's a lot of characteristics that we looked at today of a perfectionist. And so I've got to ask you, are you a perfectionist? Are you, do you struggle with a restless heart because you have put standards on yourself that Jesus never put on you? Are the things in your life that would tend toward a perfectionist of someone who tries to live within this box of their own making and tries to go and do and be and see something and man it's all about our ability and all about what we can accomplish or do you live your life in such a way that gives honor and glory to God and saying I'm not going to try to live by my standards but by the standards that Jesus sets for me I am going to live like him And I want to be like, it's not about me. It's not about my ability. It's not about what I can do. It's about him. 
And I promise you, if you focus your attention more on Him, and we're going to do that, we are almost there. We've been talking all about what restlessness does to us, and we're going to get to rest in just a little bit. But Jesus has a direct remedy just for us perfectionists, just for those that set standards for ourselves. He tells us exactly how to obtain rest. I can't wait until we get there. Thank you for listening to The Navigator's Podcast. Visit tylerarobertson.com and subscribe to our readers group for helpful articles, podcast updates, and book releases. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tyleraroberson.com. tyleraroberson.com and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.